welcome to this little solo podcast just with me. This is going to be a reoccurring type of episode where I might want to just say some things about certain movies. Not review the whole movie, obviously get a general feel for what I think about the movie, but maybe focus on particular scenes or characterizations within those movies. I also want to let people know that the podcast isn't dead when we're having to wait for Adam's schedule to be convenient for us to record. So the first movie we're going to talk about is 12 Strong. To be honest, I thought this was just another Chris Hemsworth Netflix movie. It's been on my watch list for quite a while. And I watched it the other day, along with the other one that he's done, which is a Netflix movie, which goes by the name of Extraction. And I felt immediately that both characters that he played in both movies were almost the same, except the one in Extraction was a little bit more nihilistic. As I said, I'm not going to go through the whole movie, as a lot of it is basically a play-by-numbers American war dramatization. It doesn't even push the genre forward, in my opinion. It's basically Rambo with a university degree. And if you're looking for this movie to be a political statement of some kind, then I'd actually go back and watch Rambo First Blood. I don't mean to compare this 12-strong movie to the Rambo movies, it's just what's in my mind and what came first. But then again, even something like Saving Private Ryan isn't of the same calibre. The characterizations are much more heartfelt. Twelve Strong isn't a high-concept movie or reflective in of itself, even though it could have benefited from that. Then again, it's only about the first few weeks into the war of terror in Afghanistan. Reference goes to Borat, if you can pick it up. Gotta say, though, that the beginning of the movie has some major Michael Bay vibes, what with all the symbolism and the pageantry with the American flag, all that is on show. Anywho, Chris Hemsworth's character named Mitch Nelson seems in many senses to be ultimately perfect. Even if the movie goes out of its way to say he has had no combat experience, this doesn't actually have any bearing on his character or any of the predicaments that he gets himself in because he eventually gets the job done either way without any loss of life. Spoilers, by the way. Maybe that's more to do with the team that he's with, and it is brought up at the very beginning by the characters themselves. Michael Shannon's character, though supportive of Chris's, doesn't actually do anything physically demanding. It wasn't a big deal, but I just noticed it, and it seemed that his character was there more for the characterization in terms of Michael Shannon, who he's playing, has this look in his eyes, which the main another main character picks up on because Chris Hemsworth's character doesn't have the the death look. And that is basically a look to say, well, when you killed somebody, this is how you look at life from now on and it changes you. With all the American jingoism aside, the intrigue and what held my interest actually comes from the Afghan general, Abdul Rashid Dostrum. He's the warlord Nelson has to coordinate his war efforts with. And Dostrum, with his history explained, becomes the heart of the movie. It doesn't matter we're introduced to the ODA 595's families who are left behind worried as their husbands head out to fight this war because we know the families aren't going to lose any of their husbands. There's no stakes in it for them, really. But with Dostrum, I found myself caring more about the things he imparts on Nelson and his unexplained motives, seeming casual attitude with regards to fighting and the teachable moments bring a fresh perspective to this well-worn subject. Oddly, I can get behind Dostrum and his sense of loss that are off screen, that idea that he suffered, and he does suffer. But if I walked away with one desire from this movie, it was to learn more about Afghan culture, even if it is possibly elementary knowledge equivalent to reading the same thing on Wikipedia that the movie shares. Because there is a lot of interesting things that the Dostrum character imparts on Nelson. I'm just basically saying that to me it's interesting because I've never really explored Afghan culture before, but if I go on Wikipedia, will I get the equivalent on Wikipedia? 
as to what the movie is giving me. There is another side story involving an Afghan kid who follows one of the American soldiers providing some more nuance to the Afghan's mindset and their culture. Especially when, in fact, the funniest parts is when Dostrum's character, because he's a warlord, is trying to take the piss out of the other warlord and he's saying, I've got the Americans here. And I got the sense that the warlord was like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. And then they have to launch this missile strike. And then the other warlord is like, oh shit. And then they come, come out fighting and he's, he just gets rid of them by killing them, obviously. And then Nelson's character is like, so are we going to attack? He's like, nah, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> he's so casual in that regard, but Nelson and his team are so serious with their objective. And what's especially weird is that the tell, the telling in the movie, has a greater impact on me than actually showing in the movie. Dostrom telling and explaining of his losses and pains versus the knowing the 12 strong men have families back home and knowing this is because of the attack on the World Trade Center. Dostrom's lifelong tragedy is just simply more impactful and he garners the most interest for me here. Not knowing Dostrom wasn't going to die helps in furthering this as well because I expected Dostrom to die in every scene with Nelson picking up the pieces to eventually become uh, the sort of white savior role that typically movies like this uh, develop. As it is though, they both are the saviors respectively and Dostrum is actually now part of the Afghan uh, government. The other element I liked was how the movie showdown is just to take out a rocket launcher. It's a very low-key fight, relatively speaking, but mightily important to the objective Nelson is there for. But in the process to take out the rocket launcher, the scene is marred by the fact the terrorists are just cannon fodder for our liberators. And there is so much killing in the final scene of a literal faceless enemy, it just starts to get boring. And I find myself waiting for Dostrum's scene. As it is, it's a decent enough movie, for a one-time watch to pass a weekday evening away. I can get it off my Netflix list, finally. I recommend it only to watch it for the reasons I've stated above. The lack of self-critical analysis of America's efforts in the war will be picked up by other movies, no doubt.